Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Grateful to be together, amen? Thank you, Ruben, for acknowledging the parking lot team. I was upstairs praying and watching, and I was seeing all of you, the, the two in ponchos. Shout out to the, those two in ponchos and umbrellas. Um, our team is amazing, and we're so grateful that you are dry. Anybody thankful that you're dry? They're soaked. They're out there just drying off, and I'm just kidding, um, but it's a blessing for our team, amen? Hey, we're going to jump into our sermon here today in a second as we're in our series um, called The Empower Life, a series on the Holy Spirit. But I just want to acknowledge two things, um, two gifts to this house. Um, we've had two babies born over the last two weeks. And so um, first and foremost, um, Josh, Josh and Kelsey, I don't think they are here today. They might be watching online. And so if they are watching online, I'm guessing they're, they're at home with their baby little girl um, at July 5th, 6th. Forgive me, one of those days um, the, the baby came. And so can we just bless them and their family and thank God for the precious gift. And then our baby decided to come. And she's here. Baby Eden is here. She was born on July 28th. And so Rachel and I just want to say a big thank you to all the texts, the calls, uh, the notes, the prayers. And so uh, she's a gift. And we're super thankful to be able to share this gift and this precious gift with you guys as the family. Amen. So we're thankful babies are happening everywhere, and it's a good thing. And uh, we love God growing families and expanding the kingdom of God. Amen? Hey, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. How many of you brought your physical Bibles to church? Show me. You get extra coins in heaven this morning. The rest of you, I'm praying for you and interceding. And I'm kidding. And then mark that. Put your finger there. If you're on your phone... Just stay there because in a few moments after that, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're in a series in regards to the Holy Spirit this summer, this entire summer. We're talking about the Spirit of God. As believers, we are called to be people. As I say the word believers, those that have said yes to Jesus, recognize that Jesus has come. He has died. He has raised to life. He is seated next to the Father in heaven. We say yes to that, and we believe that, and we confess that, and we hold on to that truth. We then, as believers, are called to be people that live life in the Spirit of God. We are called to no longer live life in our spirit, or in our will, or in our choices. We are called to be people that live according to the Word and to the Spirit of the living God. How many of you would say amen to that? And so we've been discovering who the Spirit of God is. Who is the Holy Spirit over the last couple of weeks? The, the upward focus of the Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? We, we say the Holy Spirit. We talk about the Spirit of God. And we've, we've done our best in a short few, four weeks to talk about that. And I'm encouraged. And I, I really believe God ministered. And so now we're moving into the inward focus of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk over the next four weeks about what the Holy Spirit does in us. Not through us yet, but in us. How many of you are thankful that the, the work of the Lord in our lives, the work of the Spirit is not done? Every hand should go up for the sake of participation, and even if you don't believe it. Thank God he's not done working with you. <laughs> Thank God he's not done working with me. <laughs> Praise God. 
Come on, anybody thankful that he's still working in us, that, that he's not finished with us, that he has more for us, that, that what we have experienced so far, there's more with him. And what you're sitting in today, he doesn't desire for you to sit and he desires more for your life and he's not done working on us. And what that, how that happens is the work of the Spirit in us. This is the inward focus. And so I want to take some time today to discover what it means for the spirit to work in us. This is a true thing that I've come to know, and it's all throughout scripture, that following Jesus should cost us. Welcome to church this morning. I'm so glad you're here. Following Jesus is not some cool thing to do. It's not some box on your checklist of cool things. I, I'm a Jesus follower because I just want some more spirituality in my life. That's not following Jesus. There's a lot of spirituality stuff that you can find that is not Jesus. Following Jesus is not some cool thing that you can put on your bio, Jeremiah 29, 11, with the praying hands. Like, no one cares anymore. Someone's deleting their profile right now, like deleting. I'm off social for a while. I haven't seen your profile. Don't worry, I'm not calling you out. I don't know, Jeremiah. Why Jeremiah 29, 11? I have no idea. For I know the plans I have for you. Declare your plans, bro. Following Jesus is not some cool status thing that you walk in on Sundays and you see some good community and you feel the vibes and you feel the songs and you feel it. And then you walk out of here on Monday doing the same things you were doing before Sunday. That's not following Jesus. Following Jesus is a call for us to die. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here today. <laughs> Jesus came, gave up his life and said, any man or woman that would follow me must die. The kingdom of God works in reverse from the kingdom of this world. The kingdom of this world wants you to live and prosper and have all the things that it has. The kingdom of God wants you to die so that when you die, you could actually have the abundant life, the good things of God, the blessings of God, the peace of God, the truth of God, the covering of God. How many are thankful that the covering of God, the covering of his presence will outweigh and outlast anything of this world? And so when Jesus tells us it's going to cost us, how that works in us, how that happens is this is by the Holy Spirit being given to us to work in our lives, to transform the things in us that compete against the kingdom of God. I'm going to preach today. I'm on three hours of sleep and a couple cups of coffee this morning, but I feel the presence of God here today. How many of you are thankful? I'm going to go at this thing today. Are you with me this morning? The inward working of the Holy Spirit is the best thing that we can have in our lives. Ezekiel 36, are you ready? should be up on the big Bible behind us. And I will give you, Ezekiel 36, uh, verses, uh, chapter 36, forgive me, verse 26 and 27. I taught on this a few weeks back, so go back and listen to the context of this whole. And this was the very first thing we kicked off with. Ezekiel was a prophet of the Lord, declaring what was to come, the, the promise of Jesus to come to this earth and declaring what would happen through Jesus and through people and through the work of the Spirit. And he says this, I will give you a new heart. What's the word say? A, a new heart. And a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And catch Ezekiel's writing this years before this happens. And I will put my spirit within you. Within you. And cause you, catch this, to walk in my statues and be careful to obey my rules. Ezekiel, the prophet, is declaring the age to come, the promise, of the, the sign and the seal of the eternal covenant to come, the promise of Jesus and the promise of the Holy Spirit. Fast forward to 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17. Go ahead. Get there real fast. I'll give you some time. Go on your phones. Pull your phones out. Go ahead. Get off social media real quick and just turn to the Bible app. Get there real fast. Mark this. Highlight this. 
do the highlighting colors, whatever colors you prefer. Funnier in my head than anybody out there. 1 Corinthians 3, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. Paul, the apostle, a man that was killing, persecuting, destroying believers. He was against the church. Gets radically touched, redeemed by God, redeemed by the spirit of the Lord, is knocked off a horse, blinded for three days, overcome by the love of Jesus, and turns from Saul into Paul and begins to minister the gospel of Jesus and begins to plant churches all throughout the region. You think your story is a mess? Just look at the life of Paul. He's not done. And so Paul writes these words to this church that he is pastoring, that he's fathering. He's saying, hey, listen, 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 church. There's a way to do this thing. There is an actual way to follow Jesus. It's it's not just a prayer of salvation. It's a life transformation. It is a complete change of everything in you. And he begins to address them that, that in this chapter, chapter three, there are believers that were unsp- uh, new, new believers that he's saying, I can't give you even the richest things of the, the word of God. I'm going to give you some milk. And as you dive on, uh, drink on the milk, then I'm going to give you meat. How many of you know right now, I can't give Eden meat. It would be bad for me to hand her a steak and say, babe, chew, uh, little, babe, no, that's my wife. Girl, chew on this. It would be bad, right? We don't do that. And so Paul's writing to this church saying, hey, listen, 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 like, like you need to get this milk first and you need to understand that there are some things, some ways to live as a person that has received the spirit that go against the way you've been living. And he goes through this long dialogue. And at the end of chapter three, verse 16, he says this, and he's speaking to the whole church, the church, the body of Jesus. The church is not walls. It's not this pipe and drape. It's not this gathering. It's us. It's us. We are the church, church says this, do you not know? I can imagine Paul starting those words. Do you not know? And someone going, yeah, I have no idea. I'm new to this thing. I have no idea. <laughs> do you not know that you are God's temple? And that God's spirit dwells in you. Writing to a church that are trying to figure this thing out, making some blunders. The church in Corinth was wild. Do you not know that you are God's temple now and that God's spirit dwells in you? We don't like this chapter, this verse right here. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy you. Harsh, heavy. I don't like God because he's just going to destroy you. That's not his character first. His character is to love, to call, to, but he's a holy God. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Ezekiel writes the words that I will put the spirit in you, a new heart, and a, fle- a heart of flesh. And, and now you, you, church, believers of Jesus Christ, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you have to put a title to this message, and I got about 20 more minutes, I entitled this message, The New House. The New House. I don't know about you, but how many of you have ever moved before? Oh, this is participation, right? Like I, over the last couple of years, we've moved a lot in our, in, in, throughout the city, try, land new apartments and all that. But, but when I got married, I was living in, in, in a, before I got married, I was living in a, in what I would call a bachelor pad. It was me and a couple of my buddies. Now one of them is my, my brother-in-law today. And we were just living the life together. We were broke. 
We were eating chicken and rice every day, but we had our spot. We had our place. We were there. We were making it happen. It was our place. It also smelled like a bachelor pad. Like it just smelled like dudes. And so I get married and, and I had a couch that, that, that was with the dudes. And we moved from that place into the new place and we came here to the city with that same furniture that I had with the dudes. How many know that the smell did not get better? How many know, no Febreze was going to outweigh that smell and that stench of those couches and those pieces of furniture? When we moved into our new apartment, our very first apartment here, there were things that didn't come with it. There were things of the old way, the old life, the bachelor life that did not come into the new house. The new house was set up. It was brand new for us. It was ready and available for us to have a fresh start, a new beginning. The things that were old and wasted and dirty didn't make its way into the new house. The things that I wanted to hold on to, like my college posters and all the things that I had and didn't make it into the new house. It didn't come in. We came to an understanding that we were moving into a new place, a new house, and the things that were going to come into that new house were new, were fresh. Isaiah writes these words in scriptures, another prophet, he says, behold, I am doing a new thing. I'm going to create rivers and deserts, streets and wastelands. Isaiah is prophetically declaring that, that God is coming to do a new thing in this world, a new thing in humanity, a new thing in mankind, that he's not doing a thing of old, he's not doing a thing of the past, but he's going to do a new thing. He's going to take what was once the, the temple and the tabernacle and the presence of God that would fall, the spirit of God that would fall upon people at times in the Old Testament and speak to them and minister to them and share them. We talked all about this. And the new thing was going to be that he puts his spirit in the hearts of man. That, that, that the new thing of God was the things of old were not going to make its way into new. That the things that once were were no longer going to be the case Today, because scripture says this is a new way. This is a new house. This is a new way for us to go. The Holy Spirit coming in and possessing the lives of mankind. See, I, I love the Holy Spirit. How many of you? Four of us. We love the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. But I love the promise of the Spirit. I love that God, as we discovered even last week, is a lover of people. If you hear nothing else today, can I tell you something that I heard at the age of 20? Twenty-two? That God loves me? God is a lover. He's so much, he's crazy about you. We discovered last week that God loves people. He didn't just drop us on this earth and be like, this is going to be a good social experiment. I'm watching to see how this all pans out. No, he created humanity to have an earthly family that would dwell with him and that he could pour out his love upon them. God is a lover. And God is a lover so much that he keeps his word to his children. He keeps, anybody thankful that God keeps his word? He keeps his word to his children. And so with the fall and with the garden and all throughout the destruction of the old, we see it all in the Old Testament. We see God continuing to pursue and call and say, come to me, come to me, come to me. Let me show you the ways. It comes to the point where Jesus shows up on the scene 
and does what his father tells him to do and lives a life that shows the kingdom of God and he dies and he resurrects and he goes and sits next to his father and he says, there will come the promise of the new thing which will be my spirit coming and resting upon people. I love that I get the spirit of God in my life. I love that I don't have to be possessed by my spirit. I love that I don't have to fall to my flesh. Real talk. Today's spirit of the age, do whatever feels good. Do whatever feels right to you. My truth, my ways, my thing. Can I preach this morning? You're here, so welcome. It's the spirit of this age. What is bad is good today. Newsflash, what is bad today in the spiritual sense is really good today in the world sense. And what is good is, is not bad. That's not the kingdom. The spirit of God came and rested upon me to take me from the old ways and put me in the new ways and so that I can know the new things of what God's doing and know the ways of God and understand what God has called me to do and how God has called me to live. And that is a child of the king serving him, going after him, pursuing him, loving him, doing the things that he called us to do. The new things of God is that we can have the spirit of God to equip us to do the works of God. You're doing all right, church. The new house the new way, the promise of the Spirit was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, bam! Everything that was talked about, all the prophets that declared it, everything that happened was there, right then and there. And what happened? The Holy Spirit came and filled a room and filled people's hearts. I love that. Every one of the disciples, every one of the 120 there became brand new, completely changed, completely overwhelmed, looked at life differently. Notice something. When Jesus died, what did the disciples do? Does anybody know? <laughs> we're going to go back. To, we're all going to go to kid zone. <laughs> they ran. They hid. They were like, we gave up everything to follow that dude. Now he's, what, he's gone. They hid. What did Jesus do? He walked through a wall to meet him. I love that about Jesus. <laughs> They're scared out of the minds of what does Jesus do? Scare him more. He walks through a wall. <laughs> Hiding, they go into a room and they wait on God, like on Jesus, like he said to do, the promise. And they get filled with the presence of God by the Holy Spirit. And they leave that room and they go and begin to declare the power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Ones who was people that were hidden, ones people that were completely scared, completely frantic, completely overwhelmed, became declarers of the goodness of God. Once a man named Peter, who literally said days prior, Pastor Dave was here on Wednesday, he mentioned this, hey, it's, the, it's the best thing. Peter, who was a disciple of Jesus, who said, I don't know Jesus. I don't know Jesus. Not me, guys. I don't know Jesus. Deny Jesus three times after being told that he would deny Jesus three times. Does it? 
gets filled with the presence of God, becomes a new vessel, a new creation, and stands up and preaches a message that I wish I could have experienced and saw 5,000 people say yes to the goodness of God. And now I believe are saved and set free and is sitting with the Father. Like he goes from a denier to a declarer of the goodness of God. The Holy Spirit came and filled him with such supernatural power and strength that he was not gonna run and hide. He was not gonna shrink back anymore. He stepped up in bold confidence. He said, oh man, let me tell you a story about a man named Jesus. Let me tell you about the goodness of our God. The Holy Spirit has come to bring us into a new place. So as we look inward today, I want to just take a moment and just discover three things with those passages of Scripture. Is this all right? How many of you believe I can do that? I got 17, 14 minutes. Is that clock fast? Have you added time to that? Did you, Sean, adding time back there. I'm kidding. It's a rough crowd today. Three things that we see from Scripture about the Holy Spirit coming into our lives, inward working. The very first thing that we have to come to grips with this is that the Holy Spirit takes up residency now within us. He doesn't just come, minister to us, and leave. Old Testament. He came, he sat, he ministered. No longer now. The new house, the, the new covenant, the new and eternal covenant of, of what was declared was that the Holy Spirit would come and take up residency in people's lives. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit has moved in some furniture into my life. I'm super thankful that the Holy Spirit has come into my mind and rewired some junk. I'm super grateful that every single day I wake up, even when I don't want to get with the Father, the Holy Spirit draws me to the Father. Anybody thankful for that? I'm, I'm super thankful that the Holy Spirit is in me, taking residency in me to help me, to lead me, to guide me. He has not left me. He has not abandoned me. He has not forsaken. He has stayed with me. He's in me, and he calls me a son of the King. Ezekiel says this, I will give you a new heart and I will put my spirit within you. First Corinthians three says this, do you not know that you are God's temple and that the God's and that God's spirit dwells, lives in you? We have to catch this. This is not a posture of pride. I have the Holy Spirit. You don't. Because watch, be careful, that happens. I have, I have the spirit of God. What it should cause us to do is go, oh my goodness. You took a dude like me and you chose to put your spirit in me. You chose to take residency up in my life when I was a mess. Do you understand church? I'm coming to the floor. I don't know if I've ever been to the floor here. Sean, is this okay with the mic? <laughs> he took residency with me. He moved in. When I said yes to Jesus, you know what Jesus gives us, gives me, gave me. His spirit. He said, Jay, you will no longer be who you want to be. You will no longer be the spirit that you used to operate in. You are the one that has been given the spirit of God to live in you, to dwell in you, to work in you. He has now taken space up in your life. I love that the Holy Spirit's moved in. I know at times I want to push him out. Anybody else? Like, did you really tell me to love my neighbor? Yeah, I did. Are you sure? Yeah, I did, Jay. Really, though, it's getting really hard. I told you to love him, Jay. 
How many of you know after those conversations, you're like, I just wish I could just do my own thing. Just, just me, Sean, thank you. But no, he came in and rested in me. I will give you a new heart, a new spirit, a spirit that will, will be no longer of stone, but of flesh. The spirit of God will dwell in you. N.T. Wright says this. I love N.T. Wright. He's an amazing man. He's beautiful. He's in simple Christian. Um, why Christianity makes sense. He, he writes this. Those in whom the spirit, those that have said yes to Jesus, have said yes to the love of Jesus and the acceptance of Jesus. Those in whom the spirit comes to live are God's new temple. Catch this. They are individually and corporately places where heaven and earth meet. I can't wait to get to heaven. I, I can't wait. I, I mean, I love my wife. I love my kids. I love, I love y'all. My desire is to, like, I, I want to go. <laughs> I want to be there, but I'm here. And being here, you know what I get to see, also have? Heaven now. This is such a concept that we have to catch. This is why the life of a believer is not a life of just being flaky and complacent and compromising. It's because heaven has been given to us that I am now a steward of what is inside of me and that is heaven. I get to walk in peace. Oh man, I mean, parents, you get a newborn baby, even the second try, you're like, this is chaos. Why did we do this? <laughs> All the parents know what I'm talking about. Like, why did we, who thought, the Lord just erases your memory for the first three months of having a kid. He just, it's just, it's, anyways, kids, take that for the young, like, I forgot these days. <laughs> but you know what I said the other day? I was in my home, and it was quite chaotic. I said, I get the peace of heaven right now in my home. I get all authority in heaven to say whatever's in this midst, whatever's trying to rage up against us has to go in the name of Jesus. It doesn't rest in my house because the Holy Spirit has taken residency in me, has given me the power to have heaven in me. Have you ever thought about this? It's a place where heaven meets earth. Those that have the spirit of God, we get to live in heaven. Is it the, it's the kingdom of now and yet to come. You with me? It's the kingdom of now and yet to come. That's why we, we sing songs of heaven come to earth. It's not just a hopeful, wishful thing. I'm actually declaring peace come to the streets of Chicago. Hope come to the streets of Chicago. Hope come and bring reconciliation and, and peace to those that are hurting and in pain. Peace come to teenagers right now that have no father figures in them. And so they're choosing the streets rather than being able to be shared of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so they're choosing pain. You know what I can say? Because heaven's in me. Peace. As that one that the spirit has taken residency, I get to bring the kingdom of God to every place. I know we talk about this all the time, but are we doing it? Does your workplace light up when you walk in? Or are you caught in the same junk and nonsense as everybody else? Are you at the coffee bar talking about the same gossip junk as everybody else? Or are you walking into your places of work, shining and radiating heaven? It's convicting, right? But that's the life of the inward work of the Holy Spirit in us. That his residency has been taken in. He's taken up residency in my life. And I get to live. It's no longer this tabernacle that the people of Israel carry throughout the land. 
And wherever they carried the tabernacle, that's when the presence of God, it's no longer the temple of the holies of holies. It's no longer that. What Paul's writing in Corinthians is that you now are the holies of holy. You now get to have access to the, you know, the priest could only go into the place of the holies of holies. They tied a rope with a little bell on him. In case he wasn't all squared up with God, he would die in the holies because it's so reverent. It was so powerful. Only the priest could go in there. And now the gates are wide open. The place is wide open for us to walk in each and every one of us because the Holy Spirit has taken residency in us. I can go to God in every situation. I can pray bold prayers. I can ask and believe in faith that God would do miracles, signs, and wonders. I can trust that his word is yes and amen. I can trust that he is faithful. I can declare the promise. Why? Not because it's Jay, some pastor preacher dude that's wearing like a striped shirt today. No, it's because the presence of God, the spirit of God has been received in my life. He's taken residency. And with his residency, I get to live a life in the spirit. It's not a prideful thing. It's an honor. I get to have supernatural wisdom. You need wisdom? Ask. You don't know what decision, your girlfriends or your dudes, your brother, your buddies that aren't serving the Lord, they're not going to give you good wisdom. Can I preach today? Can I preach? I'm in crisis, so I'm going to run to the guy that's also in crisis. What happens when crisis meets crisis? Chris, crisis. What happens when you're in crisis and you go to the spirit of God or you go to a man or woman that's filled with the spirit of God? Peace. I don't have much time. I'm barely going to get through this, but this is so good for us to know. Pastor Jordan, can you come up and play behind me and make me go faster? (laughs) He's taken up residency in us to give us wisdom, to remember the words of Jesus, to understand the word, to understand that we have been paid for. When he's in us, when we know that and trust that, he will lead us into all Truth, not Instagram truth, not some theologian that created him or herself to be a theologian's truth, his truth, because the residency of the Holy Spirit is in us. Is this okay, church? I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here today. The Holy Spirit then not only takes residency in us, but he clears out the old and brings in the new. When we say yes to Jesus, this is my whole second point. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Your old life before yes to Jesus died and was buried. I said a couple of weeks back, maybe it was a month ago back, but some of you in this room, you're going back and you're taking the grave digger shovel and you're big digging up your old body. You've literally grabbed the grave digger shovel and you're like, give me that back. This was a lot more enjoyable. Oh man, this was so much more fun. The club on the weekends, it went before 2020. I don't know if it's a real thing now anymore. Those are so much better than getting up early and getting to the house of God. Community with my group that really doesn't know exactly what's going on in my life, but I, I can just be me instead of being in a community where people are gonna look at you and go, hey, I don't think this is the best that God has for your life. That's the old life. I'm not sitting here saying, hear me. I have a lot of friends that aren't following Jesus today, and I'm pursuing them like nobody's business. I'm loving them like nobody's. It's, it, it's, 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 hear, you hear me? Don't get it twisted. But when I said yes to Jesus at 22 years old, 
Everything up to 22, <laughs> buried, dead. Because the temple that God called me to be was holy. You know, the temple in the, old day, in the days of, of that time, they were, it, was, it was beautiful. The way it was structured and designed and every marking and every single thing that was hung and placed within the temple was beautiful. The temple was like, whoa. If you read about what it looked like, it was amazing. It would stop you in your tracks and be like, wow, this is something that was created. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit in you does the same thing? That's a good word, Pastor. Thank you for that one. Man, you become so much more attractive when you allow for the Holy Spirit to work in you. Can I, can I tell you, men, the most attractive thing that you could ever have is the working of the Holy Spirit in your life to, to call you to be a leader that he's called you to be. Some of you men, don't put your heads down. The old life is done. Ladies in the place, I love you. But the best thing that can happen in your life is for you to be filled with the Spirit of God. It's the most attractive thing to anybody. The aroma and the fragrance of the Spirit of God coming and removing what was, the heart of stone, and giving you a brand new heart. This is the inward work of the Spirit in our lives. Are you with me? That the old furniture, the old ways, the old stuff. How many know moving? When you move, there's, there's steps to it. Hear me, this is going to help some of you today. When we, when we move, from now on, though, just newsflash, I'm getting a moving company. I'm done moving. <laughs> I'm done packing my own boxes. <laughs> if you want to bless us, anyways, I'm just kidding. Don't, we're not moving. It was a joke, funny in my head. Then. Rachel's not here, black sleep. But you know, in moving, there's processes and steps. What's the very first thing that you do when you move? You buy boxes. And you build them. And you start taking things that you're going to move to, right? Then what happens? You call a moving company. You get a truck. And you begin to carry those boxes. And some of those boxes are a lot lighter. Right? But there's some furniture that then you look at and go, I don't know if I want to take that piece of furniture. That thing's heavy. And I'm 34. <laughs> With a bad knee in it. I don't want to carry that furniture. We're going to leave it here. We're going to bless the other family that's coming. <laughs> There's steps to moving. And when the Spirit of God comes into your life, there's going to be things that He calls out right away. And He's going to say, this isn't coming with into the new house. And then there's going to be things that you put in boxes that you thought you could bring in to the new house. That when it gets there, does this make sense? When it gets there, he'll start addressing as you start unpacking in your boxes. Personally, I got saved. I was hooked on alcohol prior, having sex before marriage. Pastor, can you say that? You're going to be real right now. If I don't, who will? I got saved. He wrecked me. And I thought that I could take some of that old stuff with me. 
<laughs> and as I moved into the new life, the new place, like, I thought I could, but, but I, I thought it wasn't, it's not that, it's not hurting anybody. How I many you know we can justify our stuff so quick? It's, no one else, no, it doesn't. And he's like, Jay, you are now a temple, a holy temple, a temple that has been paid for. Just like the temple of old that is clean and perfect and, 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 and right, that is who you are and that's who I'm making you to be. So I remember the Holy Spirit said, stop fighting me. And okay, here, here it is. I know I'm going wrong. I'm is this okay? Rachel comes into my life. She's like, my tangible, my tangible sign of grace for one of the things in my life. And I remember telling her my story about all the things that I did prior. And I remember her looking at me going, what does it matter? You're brand new. I was like, can we get married right now here in the park at <laughs> eating our Dairy Queen? I was like, can, I'll do this. Can someone find a pastor? <laughs> But I remember prior to that, the Holy Spirit ministered to my heart and said, Jay, the woman that you're going to be with, the wife that you're going to have, you need to fight right now to stay pure, to stay set apart. Because if you don't fight right now for it, why are you going to fight when you have it? And I talked to some people in the room today. Sex before marriage isn't because God hates sex. He loves it. He created it. It's awesome. If there's any kids in here, I'm sorry, parents. You should have this conversation because if we're not having these conversations, the world's gonna have the conversations with kids. Like, that's the truth. Listen, this is not to condemn. I'm a testimony to this. And I remember him saying, if you don't fight for this and allow for me to work in you, what it was, wasn't because I was just somebody that needed sex, I was wounded, I was hurt. I was in pain and I tried to medicate myself and the Holy Spirit said, no. <laughs> you ever had the Holy Spirit say no to you? It's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> he said, but if you fight for this, you'll fight for it when you have it. He said, because I've created you to be a new temple, a pure heart, a pure spirit, a place where my presence can come and rest in. He's not looking for perfection. Can you, if you've been in this church long enough, you know me. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you every hour. Better yet, we should change the lines to every second I need you. Because he's not looking for perfection. He's looking for a heart that's per suing him and allowing for him to take out some old furniture in our lives and replace it with some new stuff. That's the inward work of the Spirit. Okay, last thing. <laughs> let, me, let me just say this. The Holy Spirit's not a vibe. He's not an aura. He's a person that speaks. And he speaks to his kids. Billy Graham once said this, the Holy Spirit illuminates the minds of people. He makes us yearn for God. He 
You catch that? You, you see, I think we have a quote. Do we have that quote, guys? If not, it's okay. The Holy Spirit illuminates the minds of people. He makes us yearn for God and takes spiritual truth and makes it understandable to us. The Holy Spirit's work in our lives gives us a new mind. Well, I just do this because this is my upbringing. You with me? When you say yes to Jesus, you receive the mind of Christ. I didn't receive JP's mind anymore. The Holy Spirit in me is replacing thoughts, identities. You know what else you get? You, yearn, you get the ability to yearn for more of what God wants us to yearn for. The old with the new. And the last thing is this. The Holy Spirit reveals the house rules. How many of you love the word rules? Some hands are up. We bless you in Jesus' name. You are the most spiritual person in this house, and we're so grateful to have you here. We need the wisdom. Oh, I, I got saved by Jesus' love. I, I just can live in freedom. What, at what cost should we keep sinning because grace is there, Paul writes. At what cost should we keep doing the things that you were doing because now you have freedom and you have a person that you can go and will. He will forgive you when you come to him. Thank God for that, right? But, but at what cost should sin continue so, so grace can continue to... That's a line that like a question that is very... I can't, I, I can't answer that for you. But I can tell you that when the Spirit comes and invaded my life, those house rules became apparent to me. Things started to show up in my life like, oh, Jay, you're not going to that situation anymore. Oh, Jay, you're not going to give your eyes to that thing anymore. Oh, Jay, you're not going to give your tongue to that anymore. Oh, Jay, you're not going to give your finances to that anymore. Oh, Jay, you're not. You with me? It says, Ezekiel says, I will put the heart of flesh in you and you will be able to obey and follow the ways and statues of the Lord. The law did not just get thrown out. Jesus came to fulfill it. And what it says is that the law then was placed on our hearts. Grace is beautiful. How many of you are thankful for grace? Every hand go up right now just because you should just say amen to Jesus for grace. But church, come on. If we're not, we're not learning anything over the past, we can't cheapen grace. We are vessels that are holy, set apart. Peter writes in 1 Peter, if I, if, I, if I know my Bible well, he says, be holy because I'm holy. He's referencing the Levitical law, the statement of God to the people. It's, how many of you know Leviticus? <laughs> like, like Peter is referencing Levitical law in a New Testament book of the Bible. Be holy because I have called you holy. Live a life that's not perfect, but is running after me because I've called you to do it. Pursue me, God says, with everything, and I will meet you. Seek me, God says, and you will find me. Run after my kingdom, and you will get my presence. Pursue me, and you will be covered. Guys, we're not here to just say, accept Jesus and get a ticket out of hell. I believe we're going to see thousands of salvations in this city over the next year. 
through this house and through many other houses of the city. How many of you know God's not done in this city? I don't care what evil. Salvation is great. It's the door that we get to come in. But when we say yes to him, we say yes to his ways. And if you try to do this on your own merit, you'll fail. Good news. We'll fail. I tried to muster my way through addictions. I tried to muster my way through stuff. What did I get? Tired. More frustrated. But when I said yes to the Spirit's work in my life, what did I get? His work in my life. His freedom in my life. His help in my life. His redeeming work in my life. That's what we get when we say yes to the inward work of the Spirit in our hearts. We get the kingdom of God. We get heaven. So yeah, over the next three weeks, we're going to discover this. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about different things of the inward work, but we got we to gotta catch this. We didn't get the Spirit of God. This is my last close. We didn't get the Spirit of God so we could prophesy. I know people that can nail prophecy, but they go home and they're living. We didn't get the Spirit of God so that we can have this and know every theological statement, but we don't know God. We got the Spirit of God so that we can be transformed from the inside out. Then in our weakest moments, we can have help. In our moments of, of immense feeling like I don't even know who God is, the Spirit will help us. In the situations where we don't know what to do, we have the one in us that will tell us what to do. And guys, I'm telling you, if you don't believe me, can I, can I just challenge you? Try it. You that are married, try inviting the Spirit of God into your marriage and watch what happens. Dating, invite the Spirit of God into your dating relationship. He may continue to bless it or he may separate you two. One or the other, it's a good choice either way. That's a good word, Pastor. Amen. Blessed be. I received that today, Jesus' name. I love you, church. But I love that God loves you more. And he actually has a purpose for your life, and that is to bring heaven to this earth. And for you to experience heaven today. It's through the Spirit of God being given to us. Would you stand to your feet? If you feel comfortable enough, would you just close your eyes and would you open up your hands? I want to just make a simple prayer over you today. So just receive it today. Just, just first and foremost, just open up your heart to the Spirit of God right now. If it's just simply saying yes to the, just say yes. If it's saying I open up my heart to you, Holy Spirit, just say that. But I have a feeling and a sensing that we didn't come today to just get our fix. We came today to be transformed. You came today because you desire for something more. You desire for something more. So the Holy Spirit right now wants to fill you, fill you afresh, 
overwhelm everything that's overwhelming you, transform you from the inside out, calling out false identities and ways of living that are destroying you. The Holy Spirit right now is just working right now. And so Holy Spirit, over every heart, over every heart, over every mind, would you come? Would you come and would your fire fall fresh upon them? And would you fill them? Would you fill them right now? Would the pain that they've been walking with, would it be released off of their life right now? Where minds have been battlefields for far too long, we just speak, Holy Spirit, your peace in the mind of Christ over people. Where there are addictions in this room right now with just your kindness and your, and your goodness, would you break them off right now? Where marriages are on the brink of disaster or where marriages are, are, are completely being destroyed, we just ask for a mending of your Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just help us. Help us to be the people that are distinct and called by your name. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in us. We thank you that you have taken access into our lives. We thank you that you're resident, you're residing in us. And so this morning we say thank you. We bless you. We love you. Help us today. In the days to come, to continue to receive all that you would have for us in our lives. We love you and we bless you. And we ask this in Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen, amen, and amen.